Tristan Jari really hurt? How badly was he hurt? If he wasn't hurt, then what was all that all about? And way more important than any of that, what's it mean going forward now that he's just stamped a five-year contract here? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also happen to offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this, and I hope you'll check those out as well. Jari's contract is done as done gets. It's set in stone. Guaranteed money, guaranteed cap commitment. And unless Kyle Dubas is a certified idiot, and here's hoping that he isn't, (laughs) then you're talking about A scenario in which this new executive to this operation who wasn't around for Jari passing the puck up the middle to the Islanders, who wasn't around for Jari missing all the games that he did this past season, who wasn't around for a lot of the internal stuff complaining this and that about Jari and his health or his perception of his health. Dubas came in new. Dubas came in, I'm sure, after having many and lengthy conversations about Jari with people in the building, notably Mike Sullivan. But he ultimately still put himself on a plane to go all the way to Edmonton, Alberta. And for those of you who've never flown to Edmonton, there's no easy way to get there. Okay? We don't have a nonstop out of Pittsburgh. He goes all the way up there, meets with Jari, meets with family. And, well, instead of me telling this is the way Dubas himself told it a few days ago at a press conference in Cranberry. I think it's been made very clear to him what, what my expectations are in terms of him continuing to uh, be in great shape, put himself in a position to be as healthy as possible and continue to play the number of games that he has. And, and uh, with what I learned from he and, and meeting with his wife, Hannah, in Edmonton, I was very comfortable with that, uh, that, that he was going to be able to hold up his end of the bargain and, and continue to get better for us. Repeating one passage of that for emphasis, Dubas said, I think it's been made very clear to Tristan what my expectations are in terms of him continuing to be in great shape, putting himself in a position to be as healthy as possible. Okay. Well, doesn't take much to read between those lines, does it? The new guy is saying, I heard about you. I heard the good. I heard the bad. I heard how they believe in you as a goaltender. I heard how they have issues with some other stuff. And within that, my understanding and the understanding and information that's available to me from our medical staff is that you need to get yourself in better condition. Now, I know what Jari's injury has been. I'm not at liberty to disclose it. And it is something that can be addressed. It's not a hundred percenter. 
It's not something that you can say, there's absolutely no chance that this will ever flare up or whatever. It might. It could with any of us at any time. But what's being stated here, subtly, and oh, by the way, publicly by Dubas, is that you could have done and you will do a whole lot better to manage this thing, to make sure that the chances of it affecting your playing time, and for that matter, when you are playing, your performance is minimized. That's a... How do I put this? Like, on one hand, you want to say, you know, good job to the new guy because he, he apparently did his homework. He didn't fly blind. He didn't look at the back of Mikhail Granlund's hockey card and say, hey, two years ago, he scored a bunch of points. He actually did some research here. He did some digging, probably did some uncomfortable digging. I'm sure he would have had more comfortable things to do with his life in general than to fly over that day and change all the way up to Edmonton and back. On the other hand, you know, I'm a, I'm a lot like a lot of the people who are listening to this, I would imagine right now, who are saying, yeah, but that's a long commitment to a guy that you're not sure of. And wasn't there anybody else or couldn't there have been any point of access to a Connor Hellebuck or someone who would have immediately transformed things? I can't know that. I can't know that. I can't know what kind of contact Dubas would have had with Kevin Dayoff in Winnipeg. I can't know what Hellebuck's own intentions would be. He wants to leave the Jets principally because he doesn't want to be part of a rebuilding. He wants to have a really good chance at the cup. And maybe he looks at Pittsburgh's situation and goes, boy, that ain't it. You know, in which case, what's Dubas to do? He's picking from the best options that he has. And his own head coach tells him this goaltender is one of the five or six best in the league when he's playing in peak physical shape. Fine. So what's now incumbent on everyone, not just Jari, but everyone around him, that means uh, his teammates, his goaltending partners. It means Andy Kyoto, his goaltending coach, who's like the nicest guy in the world. And maybe Andy's going to have to be a little bit rougher. Okay? It's incumbent on Sullivan. It's incumbent on the strength and conditioning staff. It's incumbent on everyone involved. Medical people. Making sure he's aware of what's real and what isn't. Meaning Jari. But there's got to be a push, and there's got to be, at least at the outset, this is human nature, it's not a criticism, there's got to be an external push. It can't all just come from within, not at the very, very beginning. He's got to see a reward for what he's doing. He's got to feel better. He's got to feel healthy. I'm not making any predictions here, but that's a, that's a really nice scenario. If it were to work out. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q is more of a rant, really, from Baj, who says, DK, please drop the love affair with Marcus Pedersen. I mean, I like him. He doesn't suck at all, but there's nothing stopping him 
from looking a little more like Patrick Hornquist and a lot less like Gabe from The Office. Wow. Wow. Bosch drops a Gabe from The Office reference. That's actually very good, though. Here's the thing, though. You're wrong. I have, to start here, a lot of respect for Pedersen, for his game, for his want to, for his drive. And you know what? As of last season, for his overall performance, it was the most complete of his NHL career, both offensively and defensively. He had to cover for teammates who weren't coming close to doing their own jobs. He was able to join the rush, sometimes even lead the rush. He was as physical as he can be for his slight build. And oh, yeah, by the way, one other thing. He can't widen his own shoulders. I can't believe that this is where you went, but you did. The human body is not founded in a way where you can alter your bone structure. I mean, you can push by really getting overweight, you can do some bad things to your skeleton, but for the most part, your bones aren't going anywhere. Marcus does not have broad shoulders. He does not have fill-inable shoulders. Neither does P.O. Joseph, although Joseph's are at least a little bit broader. They both have a difficult time keeping weight on. And they feel like, both of them do, that when they add that weight on, or they're successful at it, even in bits and pieces, that it hurts the most important part of any NHL player's game, and that's their skating. There's a term that scouts in all sports use for this. It's called projectable frame. You hear it in football, you hear it in baseball, and you hear it very much so in the beautiful sport of ice hockey. They will look at a player, even when they're much younger, they might look at their mom or their dad, and they'll say, oh, okay, these shoulders have a chance to have more weight attached to them. The overall figure, the physique, has an opportunity to fill out. There are more blank spots on the coloring page for all your crayons, to put it a different way. Marcus doesn't have that. That was known and accepted when he was in the Ducks organization, just like it was known and accepted about P.O. when he was in the Coyotes organization. They came here as exactly that product. Yes, there's still a little bit of room, especially with P.O., to add some weight, but this idea that they're somehow shorting the Penguins on this or shorting you on this, because you sound like you're taking it personally, um, no. And if you didn't appreciate the way Patterson played this past season uh, as a defenseman, I- I'm really, I- I'm, I'm speechless. I-, I don't know what to say to you. If the best that you can say about the way he played was that he didn't suck, that's, it's your opinion, okay? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Penguins, and we will do another one of these tomorrow. 